Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. And as always, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Mr. Hassan Godwin. If you were listening to us on talkradio.nyc, uh, then you just heard Elizabeth Tripp, Nourish the Soul, and now you get to listen to us talk about comics, movies, TV, and pop culture, namely Deadpool 2, and uh, we're also going to give you the Easter eggs, the cameos, and a review, and we're also going to welcome the great Dirk Manning to the show, the hardest working man in comics. Mr. Hassan, how are you doing tonight? It's really hot in here. <laughs> it's always hot in here. That's your answer to everything. It, because it's always hot. Is it? Yeah. Is it always hot? Yeah. It's my nervous system, I think. I think it's I think it's lights out for me. Was it as hot as Deadpool 2? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. That's a, that's kind of a well. Is it a good segue? No, not really. Well, it was better. a segue. I've done it better. It was a successful segue. I've done better cuz yeah, not a good really, segue. Well, there's that scene where he blows up. So by the way, <laughs> um, this it's is like a spoiler filled review. So uh, don't stop listening to us, but realize <laughs> that if you haven't seen the movie, uh, that uh, you basically are going to get it spoiled. <laughs> we can't help it. We can't do anything about that. Um, I got a lot of thoughts on this film. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Uh, 877-480-4120. Give a call in. Let us know what you think about this movie. Uh, but also, uh, just listen to us because we're really funny. Uh, that's the best <laughs> way I could put it. Um, as funny as... Because being humble is weakness. Where has that ever gotten us? No, I mean, nowhere. if you really think nowhere. about it. If you really it's never gotten anybody anywhere. No. So, so we, are, we are coming at you. We are talking Deadpool 2. Uh, Hassan, your initial thoughts on the film? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but um, let's see. Did I enjoy it better than the first one? That wasn't a question you asked me, but I'm just adding that caveat to. Oh uh, no, I enjoyed it. I I think I don't know if I'll be there for the third one though. No, no, because it's 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 a kind of humor that that is funny to me because it's funny to other people. Yeah, and I saw it. I guess in a in a kind of empty in an almost empty theater. Sure. So some of the jokes, I don't know if they were going to land or not. You don't know if they, they landed, yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. some of it's funny to me, but a lot of it isn't. You know, a lot of that humor is a little over the top for me. Yeah, you know, I don't know what that makes me. I don't know if that <laughs> makes me like you know, kind of you know, uh, well, okay, a little wimpyish, so, a little prudish. I, I don't know, but some so of the humor is just a our little. Our producer Sam had a great question to me when I first got. He here. didn't ask me that question. You weren't here yet. Well, then that's in, it's invalid. He goes, was it better or worse than the first one? And I said, it's really actually impossible to say that, right? Because the first one caught everyone off guard, right? But you could still judge if you had a better experience or not. Well, well yes and no, right? Because no? if you walk in, yes, I think on the, on the pure baseline, hey, did I enjoy myself as much in mm. Deadpool 1 versus Deadpool 2? But I think it's expectations, right? You're walking into Deadpool 1, you have no expectations. You're assuming... That Ryan Reynolds was born to do this. This is something you're looking forward to. It looks like it's going to match the that, source material. Doesn't that automatically mean that the second one is better if you enjoyed the second one? That because you have expectations now and it exceeds your expectations. Oh, or but at it, least, yeah, but that, that's right there. Did, well, did it exceed my did expectations? You, did you walk out of it disappointed? I didn't walk out of it disappointed. I okay. walked out of it thinking it was maybe as good as the first one. But it took a long time to get where we really wanted to get to with it. That's well, the, what the I first felt. one kind of took its time while we were dealing with him discovering who he is and 
you know, what he's trying to do. Sure. So, I mean, I haven't seen it. I, I meant to watch the first one yeah. before I watched the second one, but I didn't do it. Um, yeah, and that's was, the problem, right? But, but that's my whole point, though. You walk into the first one, you have no expectations. So everything just hits you over the head. Like the opening credits. You know, just, oh, yeah. just I mean, even stuff like that. Well, that was an elaborate like opening credit scene, though. Yeah, for the first you know, one. even stuff like that where all of a sudden it's like, wow, I can't believe they, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. You know, I can't believe they're doing any of this. That's really crazy. Uh, wow, they're doing this, they're doing that. Look at, wow, I can't believe they're cursing like, they're cursing like a sailor. This is amazing. You know, like, <laughs> now it's, you're walking into it going, okay, well, I expect this. So, yes, to your question, yeah, it but then, does make it a little bit better. If isn't you that going to be the handicap that every sequel has for the, you know, from now to the, to the, to the end of time? Yeah. So, okay. Did but, you, yeah, but that's what did makes you enjoy it. Shorter. it? I, I thought the initial, um, 20 to 30 minutes was a lot of buildup before we got to the main mm. like crux of it where I thought was really great. I mean, I'll give you Did my... Did you enjoy the, the initial 20 minutes? I, you know, I wasn't bored. I wasn't like knocked so out. Then, see, that gets me. That's, 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 you just delved into movie review or speak. You well, know? that's what we're doing here. No, I understand <laughs> that, but you can't you realize you can't, you right can't, now we are reviewing. You can't regurgitate movie, movie. reviewer speak when you're when you're elaborating on what you thought was good about a movie. You know what I'm saying? No. No, I don't. I, I, I these are honest feelings. Like how, I'm literally how, how dare I you literally know? sat through the first like thirty minutes. You were not sitting like, there going, This is a lot of build up, this is a lot of setup. You were not. No, but I would say this though, the scene in the middle which again, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. Sorry, Sam. With the plane you, landing, <laughs> with the plane landing, all of a sudden I'm in tears. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen this week. I think it's like the I, like. It's just I'm really well, then, into it at that point. Okay, so what? But to get to, to get to that point, I'm just mildly. But amused. you didn't know you were waiting for that, right? Yeah, but once so you, that that's all part of the experience. But once, right? but once we knew it was there, I mean, you know, at that point, no, that's ridiculous. That's like you getting a piece of birthday cake as a surprise you and then saying the whole day sucked. This, you love this birthday cake. Because analogy. birthday cake is the, the best thing on the planet. So anyway, <laughs> that's like you see you're getting delve a piece into of this. So you got to be no, on Elizabeth's uh, no, show. Nurse no, the soul. No, <laughs> no. We got to dive deep no, into this birthday cake no, thing. No, we can't dive deep into any Sam, of my old stories. There's something there, right? There's we something can't, there with the birthday cake. We can't. If it's a family show. It's a family show, so we can't go that deep into anything. If you play one of the greatest drops we've ever done, it is all about birthday cake i like birthday cake it's good stuff it's one of the last like good, good things actually, in the yeah, world it is, it is, it's not good it. for you that's but it's that's it? one of the last really great things you got birthday cake you got deadpool it's too. elaborately colored it. and it tastes good you don't have you know Star Wars, it's right? festive it's, it's it is festive. it's meant yeah. to be you put little candles you light it you light a, a piece of food All so right. let's get off that anyway deadpool the point is as good as birthday cake no you monkey. The point is, <laughs> if if you are having a day and then someone gives you a piece of birthday cake, you're not going to be like, oh, the whole day it was build up, but that birthday cake really. You're going to be like, hey, and at, what at if you this- sat through two hours of an of an like a terrible clown though? You know, it's but like that it's wasn't like something that, that was, and, and that's why I asked right, you. What if you sat through thirty minutes? Of that's a, of why a clown? I asked you. Were you bored? Did it? Did were you not happy? I already set that up. I already set it up and knocked it down. Well, okay, let me elaborate. You already, let me elaborate. You already got hit with but that, let me elaborate. My friend. I think the clown. Wow, this is amazing. How analogy just falls into place like this. But uh, uh, if you go so. into a party uh, with a clown, is there cake? Is there a birthday cake? 
Eventually, okay. Eventually, there'll be right, cake. There'll be cake. Eventually, okay. there'll be cake. But you go in thinking like, hey, you know, Loopy the Clown is is performing at this birthday party. I'm really excited because Loopy the Clown. I caught Loopy the Clown when he was just doing. He was doing one of the mill birthday parties. I shouldn't share this, especially because of our guest who's yeah. sitting in the sidelines. But I have a serious clown phobia, so that wouldn't be good for me. Yeah, but you can't eat clowns. Doesn't it's, matter. It's still, the, the the experience would be tainted just for the fact that there was a clown there in the first place. Okay. Let's clowns say, and spiders. I can't do it. I can't do clowns and spiders. Let's. Okay. And they all fit in cars. Is like, there anything else I got to think of? of? No. Is there, like, is there a laundry I'm just list? saying, go on with your do analogy. Have, I'm just saying, I. It's already. It's already well, ruined the because there's a clown there. Kill the analogy. He killed it. Because well, don't no. don't include a clown. So here's the more thing. birthday cake. I said here's the thing, right? Okay, so right. again, you caught um, Happy Time the guitarist. Okay. Hey. There you okay. go. You're all, all right. about it, right? If happy Time the guitarist. Was he trained by Joe Satriani? Was he a Joe Satriani guitarist? Who is Joe Satriani? You don't know who. Please continue with your analogy. Don't please, tell me you don't know who Bob Ross is. Now, I, so <laughs> you have Joe Satriani, the guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Joe Satriani his is protege, at the party. His protege. His protege. His okay. Protege. Okay. So you a caught him when he was doing dive bars. Dive bars. And you had zero expectation. You walked into no a dive bar at one point and you're like, holy crap. Like, this guy's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Okay. I and walk into a, sudden, a dive bar and Satriani is just playing and I no, didn't even protege, know he was. His protege. his protege is playing. His protege. Okay. Don't don't read the comments. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, hey, this is the greatest thing um, ever. Right? right, right. And then all of a sudden you look around and everyone else is around you and they're like, hey, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And you're like, wow, this is really cool. Like, I'm part of the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yes, you're part of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're part okay. of it. Okay, okay. And then Joe Satriani's protege goes and plays a birthday party with some birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, but you, okay. Don't, you don't get the cake first, but you're like, hey, the last time I was here, this was really like, it was off the wall. I never expected anything like it. And then you kind of go into it and you're kind of like, all right, I mean, it's it's good. It's good. What's it supposed to be I'm other than good? I'm enjoying it. Like, if you go to little... see Joe Satriani's page, uh, uh, his, his protege. <laughs> I can't believe I'm even talking about a guy I've never even heard of before. I can't believe you never heard of Joe Satriani, who, who trained 90% of the guitarists that you say you, you claim you love, but... Okay, never mind yes, that. Skip yes. that. If you go to see Joe Satriani and you've already seen him, and you go there and you don't feel like throwing up, or you don't feel like you've been robbed okay. of the of the price of admission, yeah, then why are you are you kind of vexing the the, the circumstance by pointing out that there are a low there's a low point that led to a high point? That there's always a low point that leads to a high point, right? As long as that high point is there. So, like, what was it supposed to be? Was it supposed to be 20 minutes of nonstop high point all the way into the two and a half hours that the, the, the show was on? Or, I mean, there's got to be lower points so that you could appreciate the high points, right? No, no, agreed, agreed. I, again, I think, I think what, we're basically, what I'm basically saying is until that moment where I'm eating the birthday cake, I was enjoying it. But until the point the birthday cake came out, which was that, which was that plane scene... Then all of a sudden it was like, wow, this really kicked into high gear here. Yeah, but I, that's what I understand the why plot, that cast the Paul plot on the leaving, s- leading up to it was was okay. Like I'm just saying, it was okay. Like, and, and that's a, it's not a bad thing. I'm not knocking. But were the you movie. thinking it was okay? It was just okay while you were watching it. Yes. Which is not what you said earlier. You said it was entertaining. Yeah, that's usually when I say it's entertaining. I, I, that's generally okay. Like it that's was just generally okay. Like it was entertaining. It was entertaining me. You know, like I wasn't bored through it, but I wasn't like I wasn't like. What would you have? What would you have preferred? Here's a better. 
That's a better question. That's a great question, actually. I, you know, but that, I mean, that's a million different things, no, right? Answer that. Answer uh, that question. Well, I'm just saying it's a million different things, right? So right. one of the things that that in general can never be answered um, uh, uh, is, you is my I would love to, I would love to see it more tied into the continuity of the X Men movies, uh, of the sorry of the X Men comics, which you can't do. Yeah, I mean, um, you already know it's got limitations on. That's that, my point. So. It's something that can't be answered, but that's okay. it, that's one thing. I mean, second of all, too, I mean, there, there's an element of Deadpool as a hero, um, again, doesn't quite jive with me with the comics. He is a hero, but he's not really a hero. Like, in the movies, they've really made him, like, a hero, right? I mean, now he's killing smugglers and, and, and real bad guys. I mean, he was an assassin for hire. I mean, that's what he was. It given, didn't matter given, who it was. Given the circumstances in the film and what, and the, what the film was and yeah. what the film is working with and what yeah. the film is trying to do, right? Not all, the, not all the other stuff that has nothing to do really with the film but has maybe something to do with the genre or whatever you'd like to see in general. What would you have preferred they'd done in the first act, in the first like 20 minutes, to, to keep it in high gear so that you could ride that, that uh, roller coaster all the way to the end? Not, not. I would prefer Thanos be in it because yeah. we know that's not possible, right? right? So, right. Okay, we'll answer that when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. We're going to draft teams wow. based on the likelihood of death. I don't want to dispute you, yeah. you know, because, uh, you know, we got this thing going. Mm -hmm. But um, it sounds like a lot of work. Oh, I'm going to be putting a lot of work into this. Yeah. Uh, you just have to show up. Oh, okay. No, you know what? It's a great idea. You, you had I like this. That. I like this idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week live on Facebook, but apparently it is not as going as well as we had hoped on Facebook, so we'll, we'll try to <laughs> rectify that. But if you are missing this, go to talkradio.nyc 
And you can listen to us. Yes, and you can watch us and listen to us in the slight delay. Yeah. We're trying here. We're trying our best. <laughs> Which will here. make us look even more goofy than we already look. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's all you can hope for at this, at this stage. I actually one day hope to not look goofy. Yeah? Yeah. That's yeah. How I aspire to that. It's not going to happen anytime soon. But, no? You know, yeah. That's it? We got nothing? Maybe by the time I'm 50. You know, all that's right. a goal. We're gonna try. It's we're a gonna, we're gonna try a whole bunch of things. We're gonna end the live video, Ooh, oh. and then we're gonna try it back up we're again. We're gonna start it up again. See what happens. Everyone so at home is gonna be like, "What? They, they killed the feed." I know. Well, they got look, him. If it's not working. It's not working. No. But the good true. thing is, again, you can you can uh, you can check us out on Talk Radio. You can you can so do that. That's what it's all about. And you should do that. So we're we're trying. You can and you should. Well, I know. Well, on the podcast, they will. <laughs> it's a good time to say you can check us out on SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Go to iTunes. Go to all that fun stuff, and, uh, and you can check us out there. So, uh, We were talking Deadpool 2. Uh, Deadpool 2 is definitely... Um, it's a movie that, again, it has an issue with the fact that it had such an, uh, a surprising uh, you know, opening movie to me right i mean i think the, the initial uh movie is it's it's tough look it's tough it's well, tough it's a, to yeah, combat but that's that. a, i think that's the ailment of today right because you a lot of times you seem to want a repeat of the experience as opposed to a continuation sure of of something that was good that mm -hmm. you enjoyed yeah right that's impossible can't possibly repeat any experience that you've had Right. You can have similarities, you know, you can have a, a, a similar experience, but you can never repeat the experience. No. So, by going in, hoping, I hope it's as great as that opening, you know, that, that first movie, when I realized for the first time that this was going to be great. Sure. It's an impossibility. You know, it's a statistical impossibility. You cannot re-experience re that that experience no that initial experience what you can do though is again and i guess maybe maybe this is where we we kind of got off on a little bit of a of a, of a tangent though i Not really I'm, enjoyed I'm it i really enjoyed it though after um you know it got to about midway through I, I, my only complaint of it was that geez you know it took a while to get where we wanted to go and that's but did you notice it was taking a while to get there before it got there? Uh, you know, like I said, I wasn't like Or is that like a retrospective? Like, yeah, it took a it, while. It, it could be. It could be. It could be. So what did, what did you think of the main scene, though? Like, what did you think of... It depends on what the main scene was. There's a lot of... The middle, a the lot middle, of, the middle of the film. Like, what did you think of the middle of the film? Uh, the failed plane ride down, which I think... Is that, is that, well, let me ask you that. What is your favorite scene in the, in the film? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it was a failed parachute jump. Right? Is that not yeah. the greatest thing ever, yeah. though? I mean, like, it um, really well, that's is. That's a big spoiler, though. Um, well, we're doing a spoiler-filled. And yeah. anybody, okay, welcome to Secrets of the Sire. <laughs> we are talking Deadpool 2, and we are giving you your spoiler-filled <laughs> assessment. So if you haven't seen the movie. Tough. Tough. <laughs> tough. What's the matter with you? Why didn't you go out and see the movie? Yeah, morons. Um, and for anybody, this is behind the curtains right now. I actually just restarted the video. Yeah, and that's is called it that's now? called an entrance, right yeah, there. There you go. See how yeah, I did that? Yeah, it's like it's like we're back on the it's like we're back on the air now. It, kind of. And possibly. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, kinda, people can hear kinda, us. Kind of, sort of, sort of, kind of. Um, 
that and the revelation of uh, of Juggernaut. Yes, those two. Yes, that was pretty. And you know, I was. It's funny how I was thinking that might be Juggernaut, but then there are so many possibilities in the Marvel universe for who that could be. Yeah, I was actually, you know, who um, Fin Fang Foom. I was actually thinking. Oh, wow. I was I was rooting for Fin Fang Foom. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's that's extensive. So, so let's talk about the cool things about Deadpool, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like the cool things, like having a Juggernaut cameo, which I thought was pretty damn impressive. Not really a cameo. He's like not a sorry, not a cameo, villain. not a cameo. Right? He was a featured villain. That was an amazing uh, experience. Uh, it also kind of harkens back to the Rob Liefeld um, experience because yes. that's one of his, you know. Pivotal issues that he drew was X Force and Spider Man teaming up to take on Juggernaut. If you call it drawing, didn't draw feet though. <laughs> and they mentioned that which in the a, film, <laughs> which is amazing, right? Is that not amazing? There's a lot of amazing. It's very another one of those meta adventures where like there's a lot of industry jokes in it, and there's a lot of personalized uh, knocks against uh, the creators to an extent. Yeah, and you ha- you just kind of have to be with it. To know exactly what they're talking about, right, right. But they're not so jarring. They're not so no. They're, they're not, not so, so overt. That it's not so in. Right, right. That you you're not. It's not so involved that you're outside of it. Yeah. Where you don't. Where you don't. You know. Yeah. You don't get it, and you. And then the whole joke doesn't land. Yeah. But um. I don't know. Uh. Yeah. That. That's. Those two scenes are pretty. A pretty great scene. I thought the the movie overall was just an, kind of an experience all together. Um, what do you what do you think about the the fact that we're never going to get in this in this incarnation our X Men or our X Force like everything is so because of the chronology of things because of who they chose to introduce when they chose to introduce that you're never going to well, get yeah but that harkens back to my complaint with uh, Fox in the first place the Fox's X Men in the first place which is. Not a good franchise. Like, yeah, you know they 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 had a great job, and they're, and they're paying for it now. Yeah, because they could have they could have easily been competing. Yeah. with Marvel with the MCU. Oh if yeah, they had. But I mean, if they had foresight, they, they would have taken. We're going to actually get into this in a in a future episode, though. The, oh, the well, I guess we should stop talking. About risk it. that Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe was when they actually took it, though, and we've talked about it in previous it was a, shows. It was a great risk, but the problem is that they've. They bastardized it so much, and yeah. then they've they've had two movies to try to correct the timeline. Yeah, or three if you yeah. count this one. If yeah. you count the the end scenes of this one, where they again are yeah. doing timeline correctives, and it's it's become a gimmick in yeah. in and of itself. So it doesn't. I don't know. I don't like the. I I was. Uh, I read Marvel comics for um, GI Joe when okay. I was a kid. Sure. And then the only thing the the only time I I ventured into the adult aspects of Marvel Comics when I was younger was X-Men. Yeah. New Mutants and then the sure, X-Men. Sure, sure, Then X-Force. I mean, X-Factor and then X... So those were the, you know, over the Avengers, over Spider-Man, over okay. everything else, although I, I did eventually become a reader of Spider-Man. Um, X-Men was my go-to for sure, Marvel. yeah. It was mine too. It was everyone's yeah. though. Mm-hmm. It was everyone's. Yeah, X, X, the X-Books were enormous. If you were a kid were in the 80s enormous. and 90s. Yeah, they were enormous. I mean, come on. And Captain America was kind of a joke. 
Iron Man. The you, Avengers you, were a Iron joke. Man when Bob Layton wrote it was awesome, but other than that, like yeah. that was when he was an alcoholic and he was kind of like interesting character at that point. Well, yeah. Like no, but seriously, that's yeah. when you would read Iron Man. Like, you, like yeah, like, I know Bob. Like the so kids I can't, today. I can't really get into that. I mean, I'm a <laughs> old man. The kids today. The kids today. The kids today. They don't understand because Marvel made it a point to go out and diminish the X Men universe. Mar- Marvel X Men because they didn't the own the rights. X Men were the Yankees. Yeah. So they would take, they would just go around and take characters from Alpha Flight, from all these other things, and just make them X Men. Yeah. And uh, so they were, they were really a sports equivalent of the Yankees in, yeah. in the 90s, in the 80s, late 80s, and the 90s. Yeah. And everything was X, X, everything, and, and to the point where other comic, fledgling comic book companies came up with, with uh, titles with X in it because it would automatically sell. Yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was insane. Now, the Avengers were a week. Uh, uh, franchise at that yeah. time, uh, most of them were pretty weak. Yeah, and so to to have this complete role reversal in the, where the Avengers is the strongest product. Yeah, that the MCU has, and it's the strongest um, cinematic superhero uh, franchise. Yeah, out of uh, Sony and uh, and Fox and also uh, the DC EU. Yeah. yeah. Ufa, uh, <laughs> is, is You're pretty, so dark. It's pretty astounding. You're so dark. But if they had done, yeah, exactly. If, if they had done X Men right, yeah, X Men would be easily competing with the MCU. Yeah, right now. What did you think about? And this is something that I kind of felt too. And and this is not their fault. Mm-mm. And again, this is circumstances outside of me going into the movie. Okay. Three weeks ago, Infinity War. Infinity War has these high stakes. Everything is there. Now, some people might sit there and say Deadpool 2 is a great counter to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But to me, I felt like, Jesus, like, I'm literally just getting over Infinity War, and now we're, we're cramming this movie full of new X-Men characters, um, and, it's a, and, it, and there's some heavy stakes in so it. So you're I saying there's a saturation situation? There's a saturation situation versus, you know, the, you know uh, look, we, we're, again, behind the curtain, we're talking about, you know, what are we going to talk about in July? Ant Man and Wasp for you're you're talking about episode. that. I'm I'm what always, always kind of like unperturbed by that. Well, I mean, I, I'm well, just gonna make fun of whatever you talk about. That's mostly. fine, and that's and that's fair. <laughs> but I have to come up with topics, and I'm sitting there going like, man, like like how why does this have to be so crammed together? And again, not their fault. Um, you know, but it is we, close together, and I mean tomorrow Solo Brolin. comes out. Plus, you got Brolin in both this. Yes, and, and, and which is I pretty awesome. And, I, I, and you know, and he was he was bang up in both of them. He was uh, he's an amazing actor, and he's so great. But even part of me is sitting there saying like, oh, I hear the Thanos voice for a second. You know, and it's, and it's not Deadpool's fault. But I can't help it. It's like yeah, but that's you. I mean, I wasn't. I, I wasn't sitting there going this. I mean, nothing about Deadpool reminded me of Avengers: Infinity War. Nothing. No, 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 no. It didn't. It didn't remind me of and it. And I mean, okay, well, what I'm saying is nothing about what I saw felt like I'm, I'm so worn out because of Avengers okay. that I can't digest any of this. No, right, right. I, so, I know. And it was, a, you know what, it had a solid plot. It had a solid turn. I mean, it was, it, it's just so um, non-plot driven if you think about it, though. But like the first one. Yeah. But the first one, the first one's a, the first one comes out in February. When you've had a chance to kind of digest superhero movies, oh man! See, the, the, these are there's all part things... of it that comes into it, though. Look, it, it, it all look. But you've is, seen the first one. The first one's in the can. That's a, that's that an experience together. that's in a can. Yeah, you keep going back to the well for the second one. We're yeah. just we're talking about the second one. It should be a given that you're not going to experience it the same way you experienced the first one. Agreed. And so then we should just keep it kind of on. 
This one. No, I no, no. But what I'm, I'm doing a, compa- a comparison. I'm not doing it in, in the sense of is this better or worse than the first one. I'm sitting there saying one of the ingredients to why the first one worked so well was the circumstances, the timing. To you, it. maybe. I and mean, in the second one, well, that's what I'm me talking. So you know, yeah. Again, that's I, I. Well, no. You keep asking me. You you keep asking me what my opinion is on that, and I'm like, yeah. nah, I don't. I disagree. No, I know, and I'm. But I'm. Just, I'm giving you my opinion. I'm going to give it. I don't no really care about your opinion. <laughs> When we come back... No, I'm not going to be here when we come back. We're going to welcome our I guest, this show. <laughs> Mr. Dirk Manning. Uh, he hasn't seen Deadpool 2, so we're not going to spoil it for him, even though he's been on the we, line. We, and he's yeah, he's been, been listening, listening to so it's already time. ruined for him. But that's okay. Uh, we are going to poke fun at Rob Liefeld when he comes back, and we're well, going to talk about his maybe new Nightmare World omnibus when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Find us on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Go look at our videos. Go to YouTube slash Secrets of the Sire. Download our podcast on iTunes. You know, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can hear our opinions about Last Jedi and the newer Star Wars. Right. Or In don't. In this particular case. might make you feel better, depending on your feelings right. of The Last Jedi. Reverse psychology. <laughs> well done. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, we're talking Deadpool 2. We're fixing some audio issues. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't get those audio issues if you download us on uh, Apple Podcasts, if you download us on iTunes, which I think is the same thing, but for some reason, yes. it's two separate things. No, they say it's, it's two separate things now. Thing. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they separated it. I don't know who they are, but... Yes, and uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, <laughs> Spreaker, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa. Like, we're everywhere. So just, just go find us everywhere and download us. Yes. We're very enjoyable Don't ask show. for money, though. No. <laughs> we have, we are losing money every yeah. time we, we set for We're not here. everywhere handing out money. <laughs> we, we are yeah. just everywhere. Yeah, no, we're, we're, it's no good. It's no, <laughs> yeah, no good. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a non-starter. 
I want to welcome our next guest. His, uh, his name is Dirk Manning. Uh, he is a prolific comic book creator, uh, but he hasn't seen Deadpool 2 yet, so we're not going to spoil it for him. Mr. Dirk, how you doing, sir? Oh, good. Thank you so much for that. I'm in the middle of con season right now, so things like movies or uh, in life, I couldn't hear quotes, <laughs> are just escaping me at the moment. That's hashtag con life. What are you talking about? Well, no, you're right. It, it's life on the road, as I always <laughs> say on social media. But, you know, life on the road uh, does not necessarily afford me the option to uh, get to do all those fun things. But I'm here now with you, and that's great. Talk talk to us about con life. Talk to us about life on the road. You are a a um, foot-on-the-ground, uh, you know, pusher like you're you're a hustler you're doing your thing uh out there on the con you know on the con circuit uh give our audience a taste of what that's like you know it's funny i was sitting here on the phone thinking about you know this weekend and things like that and i'm like well this weekend um i'm going to be in traverse city michigan i was in novi michigan from water city comic-con yep. last this past weekend i'll be in traverse city michigan this weekend i was thinking about it and i'm like Mostly this weekend, I'm debuting a new co-creator-owned book with my friend Dan Doherty. Uh, I have been nominated for the Gary Reed Independent Creator Award. We'll see if I won that, along with Victor Dandridge, Dan Doherty, Travis McIntyre. And I'm uh, hosting a karaoke battle against my foe rival, Brian O'Halloran from Clerks. And that's just this weekend. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's... it's, it's it's, it's it's out there, right? I mean, you're just you're you're basically. I mean, that's that's what you know. People looking to break in, you know, it's all about the visibility out there, right? I mean, that's is that the number one thing when people are out there? Uh, you know, I think it depends on the person, you know, uh, but it's a big part of it. It just it's crazy, you know. I I think back all the time to like when I first took that jump from writing comics, you know, and publishing, you know, books like Number World Online to actually going out and having a presence on the road, having a convention presence, or, or at least being present at conventions. I definitely wasn't a presence when I started to where I am now and all these things happening. And uh, it's a big part of it. You know, a big way to build your brand is to get out there and be on the road and let people know who you are. Uh, I mean, you, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir on this, you know, for people <laughs> that don't know. I mean, you and I go back. Sure. Many, many, many years, you know. We're uh, pretty old. And when you do, we, we, well, you know, we're, but we're young at heart. Um, <laughs> And uh, when you do creator-owned comics, um, you don't necessarily have a machine out there promoting your work. Sure. Uh, so as a result, you have to become the machine. You know. So uh, there, there it is. That that's it. And now, like I said, ten or fifteen or years into the game, um, here, here it is. You know, nominated for awards, releasing three books in two months. Three new titles in two months, and karaoke battle at Cherry Capital Comic Con <laughs> with uh, the guy, the guy in Clerks. You realize, like that's the that's the part that everyone's like, "Wow, that that's wow, you're doing that." <laughs> Out of yeah, everything you I just know, named, that's the thing. It's 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 so funny to me, and it's so infuriating to some others. You know that it's hmm. like one of these things where it's like, ultimately, you know, it just helps, you know, uh, build publicity and thing like that, things like that. For Brian Halloran, who sure. hasn't been relevant in 20 years. But now he gets to karaoke <laughs> battle, uh, you know, someone relevant on the scene like me. So I was clerks too. I'm put over Brian O'Halloran, and I'm glad that people recognize that I'm doing that. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, too. So, I mean, we're talking Deadpool 2. Um, yes. You and I were definitely, uh, you know, in the mix for a long time, you know, pushing mm -hmm. and hustling when Comic-Con wasn't a buzzword. 
when characters like Deadpool could never see the light of day. I mean, do you ever marvel at the fact, uh, no pun intended, at, at, uh, at how far we've got? No, I really didn't mean that, actually, but I'm genius. Uh, you know how far that has actually kind of come to the point where <laughs> Asan, my co-host Asan is just looking at me shamefully. He's just, he has rung the shame bell for that last question. But no, I mean, I, have you I ever... I am looking at you shamefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm looking at me shamefully. Um, I mean, have you ever, have you ever like, kind of just marveled at the fact of like, where we've come you know, as, a, as an industry in terms of like breaking that, that you know, mainstream barrier? Yeah, man, it blows my mind. I, I think about the fact, like, when I was, uh, I didn't start reading comics until I was a teenager, you know, so I was a, a late bloomer in that regard. I didn't really, you know, I knew what comics were and things like that, but obviously. But what really were you doing? Media, uh, <laughs> well, what occupied your time until then? The, what's that? What occupied your time until then? So you discovered uh, comic books? Bo- other book books. Oh, unquote, oh one know, of those people. Books. And the reason I got into <laughs> comic books is because I found out that with comic books, I get new stuff every month. Mm. And that was actually, that initially, that was the biggest draw. It's like, wait a minute. If I like this character, I'll get more every month instead of going to the yeah, library. And same with a book, just no depending more. on how what slow you, mean, you read. No, no more 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. This was it? You know, or things <laughs> like that, you know, so... Um, so that that was that was the big thing for me is um, I, I was just always been a very avid reader uh, and uh, and horror movies obviously I'm a horror guy you know but I think about the fact now that you know you go to like Target or something or, or and you see people wearing like Batman shirts and Captain America shirts and Iron Man and all this and, and I did catch somebody guys talking about earlier how they you know these were the dealest characters back in the day yeah but now. Now you see people wearing the shirts, like like adults wearing them. But it's like I think about how the fact I, when I wore my comic book shirt when I was in high school, I had a Ghost Rider shirt or a Crow shirt or whatever. Which church was I still have my Punisher <laughs> shirt? You know, um, I, I was risking ridicule getting my, sure. getting my ass kicked. You know, and now it's like the thing. And and what it came down to is like the nerds have inherited the earth. You know, oh yeah, each one. You know, well, they're winning. They're winning. Yeah. They're winning. Back in high school, <laughs> then, you know, so many people recognize that this is a medium full of very colorful characters in modern life. You know, legends, and now we're there. You know, now now the movies about these characters are making two billion dollars. Yeah. Then going strong. Don't don't forget though, Doctor Manhattan said it though. Okay. Nothing ever ends. So remember this. We're winning right well, now. We're winning well, right now. We're winning. Well, that's it too. And I mean, are we going to live this high on the hog forever? I don't know. No. You know, who knows? You know, everything going cyclical. But I think what's going to last is the fact that there is now an awareness of the medium that there's never been before. Obviously, not even one-tenth of the people that see the movies go hunt down the comic books and things like that. But at least the word comic book is now in the vernacular, and we're getting to the point where people are recognizing, whether they call it a comic book or they call it a graphic novel, that there's a legitimacy to this form. This you know the style of story, this, this medium of telling stories, and that's ultimately that's I think the biggest win for everybody. So one of the big things that you do, and uh, and I think it's something that a lot of uh, our listeners are are they've heard about it, they're curious about it, and and some folks that uh, that we meet along the way all want to do it is Kickstarter, and that's a buzzword for people out there. Oh, I've heard of Kickstarter. Oh, what is that, and how is that? You know, um, but but. You know, folks like yourself, folks like Pat Shand, I mean, you guys have really, 
you know, taken to it as a distribution method. Uh, talk, to, talk to our audience, give a little education and give a little knowledge as to the work and the preparation that goes into a Kickstarter and then also, you know, just using it as a medium for distribution as opposed to just simply, you know, a crowdfunding device. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the, the first thing I tell people about Kickstarter is Kickstarter is not free money. You know, um, Kickstarter is a way, as you mentioned, uh, or the way I've approached it, I think the way other comic creators are approaching it now, you know, uh, Pat Chan, you know, Brian Polito, you know, a lot of, a lot of creators are using it as a way to distribute their, their books, primarily the creator-owned books. And the, the way it works is um, the, the most fundamental element to understanding Kickstarter or crowdfunding in general is this. In order to crowdfund, you have to have a crowd. Mm. And I know that sounds so simple. Like, well, no doubt, Dirk Manning is right in the word. <laughs> but, but I mean, that is but actually a, what I was thinking. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but there's a, we've, known, we've known each other a long time, right? So, but there's a, there's a much greater fundamental, you know, hoop to it that really what you're doing with crowdfunding like Kickstarter is you're saying to your crowd, hey, I have this thing, and if enough of you commit to buying it or supporting it, we can make it real, or we can get it out there. And, uh, and that's what I've gone. You know, I mean, uh, I've done several Kickstarters uh, for the several volumes. Of, well, I've done four Kickstarters for the four volumes of my horror noir series, Tales of Mystery. And uh, we had a lot of success with the, the first three mystery campaigns. So then what we did was uh, I decided that I wanted to do a Kickstarter for my series Nightmare World and do the book that I always wanted, which was the Nightmare World Omnibus. Mm -hmm. uh, Nightmare World existed as four trade paperbacks, but I always, and people always ask me, are you going to collect them all together in one big book? And that's expensive. And it's especially expensive yeah. for pre-existing niche horror title that originally was... One of the first ever online top, you know, comics fully distributed online. You know, it was released as an online comic or web comic. Mm -hmm. Then we were at Image, took it over to Devil's Due. Yep. You know, we had four. You know, and it existed for a while. I mean, four but volumes is also, impressive. What's that? Four volumes is impressive of any of anything, especially indie wise. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and every time people say indie, I kind of wince because hey, well, it's not indie; it's creator owned. Deadpool is not clear at all. That's not right or wrong. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you know, but I think I think there's a, sometimes a stink on the word indie that I just have kind of learning to like as I get older, not like. <laughs> is, is it indie or is it creator owned? You know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we, you know, Nightmare World has been this kind of evergreen title. It's not necessarily setting sure. the world on fire in regards to being a New York Times bestseller, but it always sells. That's right. Always, it's, it's, you know, it's always it's a tortoise in the hair. That book so. And knowing that I had this crowd for this book, and knowing that for literally a decade people were saying, do an omnibus, do an omnibus, I turned to Kickstarter. I had a crowd, and I said, okay, crowd, if we raise $13,000 in pre-sales in 30 days, which is how Kickstarter works, you set an amount, you set a time right. on average of 30 days, and I said, if, we can, if I can crowdfund $13,000 in pre-sales, that will give me enough of a, of a bump that I can put the rest of the money in and I will print a Nightmare World Omnibus. I'm like, we hit $13,000 in three hours. Wow. 13 minutes. You got the crowd? On Friday, on, on Friday the 13th. 
I mean, so, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, what do you do when you get funded, especially that fast? Because I said, okay, well, if we make $14,000, I'll do this. $15,000, we'll do this. And sixteen. We ended up raising, by the end of the 30 days, $45,321. Uh, wow. Wow. And Ezra, it was insane. You know, I'm not talking to you with $45,000 in my pocket. I mean, that's how many books we had to print. Sure, <laughs> you sure. Know? But what ended up happening was everybody got, and this is the real cool thing, which brings it back to Kickstarter rather than just this humble brag moment, is that everyone who backed the book on Kickstarter did not just get the omnibus. They got a bonus 52-page, like, Nightmare World Encyclopedia with it. Their Nightmare World omnibus was leather-bound with gold-gilded pages and a gold-ribbon bookmark and a digital download card with audio stories on there backed by this musician buddy of mine and a signed poster and a book plate. and all. They had the most tricked-out slipcase. They got this tricked-out super mega edition of the book. It's cool. Then you can only get on Kickstarter. And that's the only thing you can do on Kickstarter. It makes makes total sense. Dirk, tell everyone where they can find you online and where they can uh, find the next stuff that you got going on. Oh, my gosh. Everything about me is on social media. Well, not everything, but at Dirk Manning, just look at the the top end of the scarf, or www.dirkmanning.com. Go to Amazon, look up Dirk Manning. My books are on there as well. Dirk, go see Deadpool 2, and then we'll talk further. Thank you so much for coming on. sounds good. (laughs) When we come back, we are going to give you the cameos you might have missed, including that Brad Pitt one. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Maybe he believes that he's being as as creative as possible. Where you're kind of stuck in a bad. It's like a loop. Yeah, you're stuck in you're stuck like in a, a bad looper. situation that you didn't even know. No, no there was no need for that. This was a decent rant. Jim, what he did to it. I'm gonna ask a question. I don't want to answer your question. No. This is a question I've never asked you before. No, okay. You watch South Park. Secrets of the Sire.
back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest, Dirk Manning, coming on in. Uh, A little bit of house cleaning as well, too. I have a Kickstarter myself going on. Sire Volume 2. Look at that. It's live right now, featuring cover by Jim Calafiori. New interiors by Daniel Leister and more. We're fully funded, but uh, we want more because we're greedy. Congratulations. We're greedy like that. Yeah. Uh, The mainstream. Mainstream's in stores right now as well, too. Go check it out. Yeah, congratulations Uh, on that. Sold out. We're sold out. First issue sold out. Second issue hits. So you're stores. rich now. Next week. <laughs> yeah, I wish. You're you're superstar, right? When's the movie coming out? <sighs> now that we're working on. That we're working <laughs> on. But the movie we are talking about is Deadpool 2. We're gonna do a little spinning the racks version of Deadpool. Spinning the racks. The cameos you might have missed in Deadpool 2. I missed the cat. So this Plural. is according to Perez Hilton. Uh, it was Taylor Swift's cats are actually in it. They are legitimately her cats. I don't know yeah. if that, I don't know what that does for people out there. It doesn't do it. But it was thing. out there. Alan uh, Tuchik is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. Uh, wow, I'm I'm like learning. Uh, he is early on in the film, uh, almost right after you see Cable for the first time on screen. He's sporting a mullet and drinking watered down beer in an open field with his buddy. Oh yeah. Cable okay. comes up to the duo, asks a simple question, then gets annoyed when there's no simple answer. Tuchik drops to the ground when Cable hits him, and that's yeah. the last we see of him. Those are two hicks he, he carjacked. Going, uh, we'll come back to that in a second. The X-Men make a cameo, which I thought was brilliant, right? That Is that was, one of the most brilliant scenes? That was, that was absolutely one of the most brilliant scenes. Yeah, that was all right. Um, Especially after making the mention of it. Yeah, it so was there's just... a scene for anybody who has not seen it. Spoilers. Uh, we're just killing it for Sam, where Deadpool is uh, walking around the mansion and he's like, where is everybody? And, and then how come it's only you and how come it's only Negasonic, you and Negasonic again? Super long name. Yeah, again. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, it is the he walks almost right into a staff meeting. Yeah. And they just close the, the door. X-Men, they kind of close the door. So uh, it is Professor X, James McAvoy, Beast, Nicholas Holt, uh, Quicksilver. Evan Peters, Cyclops, Ty Sheridan, so uh, all of them. And I think Storm might have been in there as well, too. I think I caught her in there. Uh, but it's the, it's the actual I'm, cast. Yeah, I'm going to ruin something. I'm going to ruin yeah. this whole... The one cameo that they didn't do okay. is the one that they really should have done. Okay. That would have taken it over the top. Come back to the second. Oh, Brett, Brad Pitt. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> Brad Pitt was in it. Yes. And That's a vanisher. What's really funny about it is I kind of looked at it and go, was that Brad Pitt? Yeah. But then I go, nah. Couldn't yeah, be. Definitely. That was Brad Pitt. Yeah. So uh, you can't see who plays the Vanisher until he dies. And honestly, you, you're not even sure they've really even cast anyone <laughs> yes. until he's flying face first into a power line and getting a serious shock. Then blink and you miss him. There's Brad Pitt. There's Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Sorry, Sam. We warned you. And the last cameo that you might have missed going back to that initial scene. Did Matt Damon show up in another movie? Uh, which one was he? When Cable first comes back to the past, there's a Terminator-like scene where he asks his couple rednecks what year it is. Mm-hmm. One is uh, Disney's good luck charm, Alan Tudyk. Uh-huh. What was the that, other Matt Damon? is in heavy prosthetics to hide his identity. In the <laughs> credits, he's listed as Dickie Greenleaf, which cinephiles might recognize the name of Jude Law's character in The Talented Mr. Ripley. The identity Tom Ripley assumes at the end of the film, hence why people believe Matt Damon pulled another Thor Ragnarok and did a surprise cameo. Why Why would he be called Dickie Greenleaf? Why would he be called Jude Law's character? 
for that to and for people to decide that that must be Matt Damon because it's named after if a character I'm Matt that Damon, someone else. I don't star in another movie. <laughs> I just show up in random movies. <laughs> show up. And Jason Bourne people every now and then. Yeah. Just drop a Bourne on them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's essentially the way to go. Uh, there was also a really cool. Um, Rob Liefeld poke, which he loved, yes. by the way. Really? He loved it. He absolutely loved the fact that uh, Deadpool, during a conversation, a meta conversation about the failed X-Force team, is like, Domino, you, Domino, you have the power of getting luck. Like, who created such a stupid superpower? <laughs> yeah. Probably someone who can't draw feet very yeah. well. Yeah. That is a, that is a life long... Life known. It's notorious. It's long... Uh, Every scene in a life field comic has smoke on the ground. Yeah. So he doesn't have to draw. A, a it's, it's, it's actually something that I do when I draw because <laughs> I realize, like, wait a minute. Wait, like, this works what an easy field. way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, there's smoke, like, around ev- like all four limbs <laughs> when I draw because it's just way easier to do that. Um, can I, I should have thought of that. I'd be can, a much happier person right now. Can I give a. a, a, a well, of course I can. It's, it's, yeah, it's, do it it's our you show. Want. We do whatever you want. Zazie Beats is just amazing. Domino, she plays Domino. Uh, she's in she's in the hit show uh, Atlanta also. Ah, uh, yeah. She has a presence on screen that you can't like. She's beautiful. Like we can definitely say that. But she's not beautiful in like a in like a in like a typical way. She's just she's got a presence that is just like magnetic. Like every time she's on that screen, I want to see her more on screen. And I, and I feel the same way when I watch Atlanta and I'm like, wow, like she's just, she's like, she steals every scene she's in. Am I, am I like far off? I've never seen Atlanta. So I didn't know who she was, but she was like Domino is uh, pretty well done. She was, yeah. she was pretty awesome. Yeah. As Domino. And it was almost like a, a legit action movie in, yeah. the, in the scenes where, you know, especially in that, in that failed, uh, parachute scene <laughs> it, it's amazing right i mean it's it, seriously that makes the whole film right without without that i feel like the film is subpar we, yeah it could have gone if it could have gone either way yeah and it would have been a pretty unprecedented thing yeah like he assembles this team if he had gone forward and utilized the team which is that what would have i been thought was gonna happen yeah. yeah but the other way was 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 very deadwood it couldn't have happened any other way no no, but but there's there was no I I mean I don't know if they couldn't get him, but no Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's a Hugh Jackman. It's a Hugh Jackman extravaganza. Well, he is jealous. Ryan Reynolds would have you believe. Yes, would have you believe through through all the machinations of uh, the last two films that yeah. he is jealous of of Hugh Jackman. Yes, sure it's not in real life it's not a studio thing either yeah Hugh Jackman he could have totally done it and it just he just like why wouldn't you technically he's in it though he yes but no so yes. How, about, how about those end screen credits as well too those were great I mean they are they really those are those were great. great that's what I'm saying I think the second because, half of that movie is amazing once the with the whole the, the time travel thing yeah, once, oh, once, once he had that and he didn't use it to do the obvious thing yeah and then you're like, well, wait a minute, yeah. you know that this that's nonsense. Yeah. And then he went back and did it anyway. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. you know. And that's what kind of makes the, the the film win yeah. at the end for me because it just oh. it it doubled down on being nonsensical. Over overall, I mean, uh, worth seeing. Obviously. Oh yeah, if you're if you're a fan of the first one, definitely. If yeah. you if you need a laugh, and Lord knows we all need laughs yeah. these days, then yeah, definitely. I don't know if you're not if you're not into crass and you know 
uh, uh, with with casting no judgment on it, semi to profound gay humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you want to give this one if you're kind of a Puritan, you might want to give this one a skip. You know, yeah, um, because it's a, there's a substantial amount of of you know. Uh, it's over the untoward. Top. There's, yeah, there's there's a lot <laughs> untoward of, humor. There's a lot of it. stuff going on. In yeah, there. there's a lot of stuff. Um, I want to thank our guest Dirk Manning, but I um, recommend it. I want to thank uh, Hassan for being here every Wednesday because you know it's it's not easy. It's no, not easy. with you, being we here with you. No, it's not. Could <laughs> continue talking Deadpool two next week, but again, what is up with all these people scheduling crap? We got Solo to talk about next week. Will Solo save Star Wars? The reviews so far suggest otherwise. We will see you guys next week, and hopefully you'll be able to hear us. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello. This is Bruce Chamoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network.